Welcome to the Online Course Masters Show, where you learn how to create, launch, and promote your own online courses. My name is Phil Abner. I'm here with my co-host, Jeremy Deegan. And today, we have an amazing guest, Felix Harder. Excited to have him here all the way from Hamburg, Germany. He's making a full-time income with his online business, which focuses on health and fitness, which includes online courses on Udemy, on his own site. He's got a YouTube channel, Facebook group, books, all kinds of good stuff that we're going to be talking about today. So first off, uh, welcome to the show, Felix. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm really excited. Yeah, and I was just, we were just laughing before because uh, I, my son's name is Felix, so it's kind of funny. I don't know. I say Felix all the time, so (laughs) (laughs) we'll see. I'm not, I, I won't start like telling you what to do or or something but uh jeremy how's it going welcome back to the show man doing good glad to be here so something that actually felix asked us to do was to give a little brief kind of background of our own and that's something that we haven't done in the show in a while so i think that would be great if both jeremy and i just did a quick little short bio update on what we're doing for anyone who's new to the show and jumping in with this episode. Um, I know we have past episodes if you want to go back to the very first one, which was my own episode, but that's a couple years old now. So, And then Jeremy came in at the start of season two. But Jeremy, how about you started off? Uh, just talk, tell Felix and the audience a little bit more about you and, and how you got into teaching online. Yeah, so I just I always have been into business and entrepreneurship. I've had multiple businesses in the past, and I uh, first was selling T-shirts online, and it was really interesting. And I was in a mastermind group, and then I do a lot of design work. And I had a friend of mine mention the platform Udemy, and that's how I got into online course creation was through the Udemy platform. And I put up my first course. It was on a small program that a lot of people know now. Not many people knew back then. It was called Canva. And uh, it's a really great app for like making social media graphics and stuff like that. And I did a course on it, and it actually took off really well. And I got hooked like right away. And so uh, since then, I've made a couple dozen courses with myself, with others. I've been a producer for courses. And yeah, I just uh, I love the online business world, digital marketing. It, it all really just excites me. So, yeah. So um, for me, uh, a lot of people know my story, but I've been teaching online since 2012, actually. So I got in pretty early with Udemy. Um, I am from Los Angeles and I studied film, TV production in college. And that's what I was doing full time out of school. But I also had a crap ton of student loans. And so I was always trying to figure out a way to make extra money. So I was freelancing on the side, started my own wedding photography video business. Um, But then I sort of discovered this whole passive income online business world. And that's when I started teaching my own courses. Um, I started with mostly video production, video editing, also some design and moved into more photography courses and just slowly grew. Um, last year, um, I, I haven't shared my income actually on the show recently, but um, last year was averaging around 40 or 50,000 a month through my online business. Um, so pretty incredible, was able to pay off all those student loans. Um, and I uh, yeah, just been doing that since then. I've got my own website, videoschoolonline.com, uh, where I host my own courses as well. Um, and and yeah, I don't know, Felix, you can 
ask us any questions throughout the show, but I think we should move on to your story. And if you could kind of do the same and just share how you got into teaching online courses um, uh, and your kind of backstory, what you were doing before your courses. Yeah, sure. Um, So my name is Felix. I'm a 27 year old fitness coach. Um, Even though I was born in Germany, I went to school in the States, which is why my website and everything is also based in the US and I only create content in English. Um, Basically, the way I got into everything was that, um, well, I started working out as a teen. Um, So this wasn't a career I planned. And then the, the interest turned into a passion. The passion turned into something I wanted to make money with. Um, I think this is this is the same for most fitness coaches or most coaches. Um, and so I actually started with uh, Amazon Kindle eBooks. So this was back in 2015, I think. Um, and I just released a couple of eBooks. Um, and I saw, hey, there is actually still a demand, even though fitness is such a huge, like some people say saturated niche, but I, I don't really believe in saturation. But um so I, I saw, okay, there's a demand for it, um, but I quickly learned that writing was my passion. I actually preferred videos, and I stumbled across Udemy just by on accident, I would say. I didn't even know about the site. And in late 2016, so not even three years ago, I released my first course. It was a very simple workout course, and <laughs> I released it right before the November sale. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even know Udemy had this huge November sale, but I made from my first course uh, 500 bucks in the first month, which nice. for me was crazy. Yeah. So I didn't like just putting some content on some website I hadn't even heard about before. <laughs> and um, it was amazing. So from then on, I just um, basically stacked one course on another. And now I have over 20 courses and it's been a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, that's that's incredible. I mean, I, yeah, I'm looking at your Udemy profile. You've got 25 courses, which is a lot of courses to put together in just a few years. So, well, I definitely want to hear more about your process and just the fitness niche, which, as you mentioned, is a huge niche. I mean, the mm-hmm. whole I mean, it's never going to die either. There's going to be people who want to get in shape. and But it do, it is interesting because in the online course world, it does seem like, especially on Udemy for years, there haven't been that many people who have really had a, a ton of success with it with it. Um, and so it's also a a topic where you can create a lot of courses because there's so many different aspects of fitness and health. So if you're into that, as I can see, you've got classes on, you know, not only working out, but also eating vegan. Mm -hmm. I see a vegan nutrition class. Uh, uh, and now you're teaching people how to do their own training or become trainers or coaches. So a lot of stuff you can teach and it's in one sort of niche, which is awesome for growing a business and a brand. I always tell people it's, it's better to have like, it's easier and to grow and quicker to grow an audience in one kind of topic rather than a bunch of different Mm -hmm. ones. Um, so yeah, I don't know, Jeremy, you got any follow-up questions? Cause uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, so I'm, I was just looking at your, uh, your courses here and I went back to mm-hmm. your first course. Uh, is that, that the science-based body weight workout? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's awesome. 4.5 stars It's 535 reviews, which is really good. And it's listed as a bestseller. So it looks like you came in and nailed it like right away, which is amazing. And a lot of people struggle with that. 
on this podcast, everyone is at different stages. We get people mm -hmm. who's making a hundred dollars a month. We get people who's making ten thousand, fifty thousand dollars a month. And so I like to always ask people questions that will help someone who's maybe a little, you know, you're further ahead than they are. So that first course, tell us what was the experience like? Did, did you know how to make videos? Did you know how to make a course? Like, have you done any of this stuff before? What, what helped you get that first course out? Mm. Uh, so yeah, like I said, um, I switched from, from writing books to, um, creating video or trying to create video courses. So my first course, I had no idea. I just grabbed my phone and <laughs> I basically just, um, if you take the course, you will see that it's everything is filmed in my old apartment. So I basically got the chair, the bed and everything out of the way. And I just wanted to try to show people how to work out at home because I know a lot of people don't have a lot of time and we all have our busy schedules, but uh, staying healthy and getting in shape is important for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, this could be a subject that um, people would like to learn about. So basically what I, what I knew from the uh, Kindle eBooks was that you don't have to get it perfect from the start. So it, it has to be like this MVP, this minimal viable product. And so I knew, okay, as long as I can make the content great, I don't think the video quality is going to be that important because uh, now I have a better video, a, a better camera and everything, but that back then I had a phone from 2015. So, <laughs> I mean, you can imagine that, yeah, the video quality wasn't that great. Um, so basically what I did, I uh, filmed myself working out at home. I also included some theory lessons. So basically how to eat right, um, maybe how the exercises work. So the theory behind them. And I did everything on my uh, computer with uh, ScreenFlow, which is a software for, for Mac. And I would say the whole, the whole process only took about one or two weeks. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because I wasn't even sure that I like Udemy yet. This was my first course, so I just wanted to try out the platform. I put the content up, and like I said, so actually I put it up, um, I think, two weeks before the November sale. So during my first two weeks, I had no sales whatsoever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was kind of disappointed and just uh, refreshing my, my Udemy <laughs> feed every day <laughs> and, or sometimes a couple times a day. And then and then I saw my first, the the, the um, what's it called? the lifetime income, I think, mm -hmm. from zero go to five. <laughs> and then I was that, like, that was the moment where I realized, okay, you can actually make money on this platform. And um, then during the next days, it just went crazy. So like I said, it was the November sale. And within a couple of days, I, I had made 200, 400, and then 500. Wow. Nice. This is like a perfect example of what Jeremy and I want the listeners to do. We actually have, and we put together this year, a new, we call it a five day course creation challenge where we're just trying to get people to put together a simple course. We tell people to do it with their phone, just pick a topic that they're really interested in that they can just literally start hit the record button, start talking, teach it, and then put it up online. And it sounds, it, I mean, what you did seems like maybe a little bit more work went into it. But um, I mean, as the reviews say, your course is getting great reviews and your people are <laughs> loving the course. And it, it's a great uh, kind of experiment that you did and, and it worked. And so that's, that's exciting. Uh, my question is, like, do you have... Uh, an educational background in this topic, or is this just a topic you're, you're interested and passionate about? Oh, I, I definitely do. So this is kind of an advantage you cannot really copy. I mean, I'm, I'm a state certified 
fitness nice. coach. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I have been working out for years. So, I mean, this is obviously kind of an entry barrier that you couldn't copy right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like to show my transformation and I like to show people that, Hey, I don't, I also practice what I preach. This is not some guy who hides behind a desk. <laughs> yeah. So this stuff actually works. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was very basic. Um, and of course I updated the course along the way. <laughs> so it's not the, so, or some of the content is not originally from uh, 2015 anymore, but still, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty basic when I started out and it worked definitely. So I, I, I can definitely agree that the advice you're giving is don't be a, it works. Don't be a perfectionist. Yeah. Yeah. That's, way. that's, that's what we see. And that's why we made that five day course creation challenges. So many people get hung up on just the small things that they, they don't see the whole big picture and yeah. everything that goes into course creation. I mean, even when you make a course, there's things you have to do after that, you know, you got to market and promote it and get people to it. And so it's, it's great to hear you say that and see the success and how far you've come because hopefully someone listening out there is worrying about the cam, perfect camera and perfect microphone. You don't have to worry about that stuff. Just go do it. So after you made that first course, I can see now on your Udemy profile, you've got 25 courses. Um, how, how long did it take you to make your next course? Like what, what did it look like after that, after that year going into the next year, you have a lot of good courses. There's a nutrition masterclass with 2000 ratings. I mean, that's really good. And it's also a bestseller. So, uh, what did it look like after you made that first course? Um, actually there was, I, I, I tried to uh, launch the second course right away because I saw, okay, this, uh, platform is actually viable. The problem was my second course kind of failed, at least in the beginning. So I, I tried to, uh, put a gym course on top of the, the body weight course, because I know not everyone wants to work out at home. Some people also go to the gym. I do both. So for me, it was natural to add a gym course on top of that. And that course actually, because I didn't know that the November sale is so big, I launched that in December, so one month after. And in December, my revenue was cut in half. So I think instead of 500 bucks I made with two courses, I only made 250 or Mm -hmm. something. So I was kind of demotivated actually because I didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I came from Amazon Kindle and there the revenue is actually very stable. So I was, what I thought in my mind was that, okay, my revenue is going down, so something must be wrong. This might not work after all. So um, after I launched my second course, I actually waited a couple of months to see how Udemy is working and how the revenue streams fluctuate because it does quite a bit. (laughs) Um, And so I think then after in 2017, maybe February or so, I launched my third course and then the Nutrition Masterclass was my fourth one, I think. And that was it's still my best seller up to this day. And um, then I had understood that basically, okay, you need to have a consistent schedule. Right now I try to launch a course every month or sometimes when I have a, a busy schedule, because I also do um, in-person coaching, mm-hmm. fitness coaching, um, I can only launch a course every other month. But I, still, I try to keep it consistent. And that's how I build up those 25 courses over time. Um, but there were definitely some duds. Like I have a couple of courses that just... For example, the nutrition masterclass that um, sold very well right from the beginning. And then I thought, okay, if people like nutrition, then I will call my next course the healthy eating masterclass. Mm -hmm. And I put a lot of work into that one, but it didn't sell at all. So Mm -hmm. I guess that's a learning as well. (laughs) Yeah. 
Cool. So my question is, you started, you said 2016 or 2015 was your first course? I can't. Either way. We are, we're in 2019, so I think it's, it was 2016. Okay, so, yeah. so even in 2015 or 2016, that's I think when I started this podcast actually. Uh, but even before then, just from talking with other course creators, a lot of people were saying, uh, 2015, it's too competitive. There's too many teachers online. There's too many people in teaching my topic. There's no way I'm going to have success. Obviously you kind of came in and now I'm, I'm doing searches on Udemy for nutrition, for fitness, for working out. And you got, you've got courses that are, you know, listed in the top results for all of those keywords. Kind of, can you talk about like, when you started, were there other people that you saw that were dominating those keywords? And if there were like, what was like the pro progression of seeing your courses start to rank well? Or was there any sort of reason why you thought your courses started to rank well or advice you have for people who, who feel like it's too late and there's no way to kind of come into a, a niche that already has courses and, and rank well with brand new courses today. Because again, we hear people thinking that it's too late to start teaching online, but I, I think people can still jump in now and, and have success. Oh, for sure. I mean, in the fitness niche, they've been saying that for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I mean, the good thing about competition is the, you know, there's a demand. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's at least you're going into a market where there's a demand. And when I entered Udemy, I think the good thing was that I didn't know the platform. So I, of course, I did a quick keyword research, but I didn't really worry about it too much. Um, and so what might have seemed like a lot of competition for me, I just ignored or I didn't know about. So I just put up my 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 uh, video course. And then afterwards, when I was already making money, I looked at my competition. And then even though people told me, OK, there is no money anymore in the fitness niche, um, I knew I was making money. So I didn't really care about what they were saying. And um, I guess what, what helped me is that I think this is kind of industry specific, but in, in fitness and nutrition, there is a lot of scams. And I don't want to um, diss anyone on Udemy or any other instructors, but I know that there's a lot of people just um, putting out content that they're not really behind. Mm -hmm. And for someone who actually lives this kind of stuff, who has a passion for fitness and um, who, who also works with other people and coaches other people, I would say, yes, it was kind of easy because, um, I knew what my, I had quality content to offer. And so maybe I was within the first two or three guys that actually did this, like, okay, I'm not just telling you about the new fat diet, but I'm actually telling you how I coach my clients, how I set up a meal plan. And so you can do this at home as well. And to understand that there is a science behind all of this and it's not just hearsay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. You got to stand behind what you say. And, and people are going to see right through that, especially I think in mm -hmm. the health and fitness, if someone joins a course and it, I don't know if the teacher, yeah, it seems fake or whatever, uh, they're going to see right through that. And so that's, that's true for, for any kind of course. So, um, beyond Udemy, you've kind of built your brand, uh, with a website, a YouTube channel, Facebook group. Um, I'm assuming that you didn't have all of this stuff when you started, but can you kind of talk about what your 
process was for creating your brand and then also ultimately putting your courses on your own own website and how that's going too? Yeah, for sure. Um, so basically, I just started with Udemy. Then I um, also put my content on Skillshare. So those are the, the two platforms that work best for me. I have a few other platforms, but those are the two main ones. And then after a while, just because, like I said, the, the income on Udemy fluctuates quite a bit, um, I just wanted to build my own platform to be become more independent and also do my own marketing. Because to be honest, I don't do any marketing for, for the courses on Skillshare and Udemy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started my YouTube channel. And th- this is kind of interesting, even though, or what you would expect is that because YouTube is a free platform, that people would actually, that I would get more followers on you, on um, YouTube than I would on Udemy because it's free to sign up and to subscribe. But for me, actually, the contrary is true. So I have more students on Udemy than I have uh, YouTube subscribers. Yeah, uh, I hope that'll change. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope that'll change in the future. But uh, for now, it's been very slow, the YouTube growth. Um, uh, I, I guess I have to focus more on that. Besides that, I have my, my Facebook group, which has been going very well. So right now we're at, I think, 1,600 members or something. And um, it's growing um, steadily and the interactions very well. So a lot of people respond to questions and um, I see that they're very engaging with each other, which I like. And uh, I only recently put up my courses on Teachable. So... Um, Right now, I'm. Uh, I, I'll told. I told Jeremy that my old domain is not. Work, it doesn't work anymore, and uh, my new domain will be nutritionandfitness.academy, and there I will. I will offer not only um, the courses, but also my my online fitness coaching. Cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I wanna wanna talk a little bit more about that, but I wanna back up for a second and go back to Udemy and Skillshare because you mentioned putting your courses on Skillshare, and we get a lot of questions in the group all the time about um, the viability of Skillshare or Udemy putting your courses on one platform or the other. And I would see Udemy definitely being maybe a bigger platform where fitness and nutrition would probably do a lot better. Skillshare doesn't really come to mind if someone said I wanted to create you know a, a fitness course, I wouldn't immediately think to put a course on Skillshare. So how has Skillshare been doing for you? And um, do you, are you seeing, since you're in this industry and paying attention, are you seeing growth on these platforms for these extra categories? Because, you know, Udemy is usually design and tech mm-hmm. and programming. Skillshare is kind of design and DIY and craft kind of stuff. But are you seeing are you seeing these categories open up a little more for people? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I grew almost 70 percent from last year in my income. Um, this also has to do with me treating it more like an actual business and not just like a side gig. But, um, oh, yeah, Skillshare is growing quite a bit and um, and Udemy even more. Just to give your uh, your listeners or viewers uh, a better understanding, my split, I would say, is is 70-30, which is I think is it's pretty good. So 70 Udemy, 30 Skillshare yeah. for if I would combine that. So I, from what I heard, a lot of people are making a lot less on Skillshare. Mm-hmm. So I really can't complain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, what about like, uh, cause you, you still have your books on Amazon. I was looking at those. Mm-hmm. Are, are they still, are you still getting income from those? Are you still writing books or did you just stop that completely? Uh, I'm still getting income from it, but I stopped it completely. Is, so it a, is it a small percentage or is it pretty comparable to the courses? 
No, no, it's a small percentage. Okay. So um, during my best time, I was making a couple of thousand bucks a month from from my books. Now it's less than one thousand, I think. So okay. it's I to be honest, I don't even look at it anymore because it's uh, it's just so much more fun to record video courses and <laughs> yeah. video content. <laughs> yeah, and fitness is a very visual thing. So I, yeah, I for it sure, helps uh, out a lot better to see those videos. So you mentioned that on Udemy or you're not, you're not really doing any promotion on Udemy, but what's your kind of launch sequence like mm -hmm. when you do have a new course and what have you found works with, whether it's using Udemy promo announcements or like, do you have an email list or do you promote on social media and what have you found to be most successful for launching your new courses? This episode and all of our episodes are sponsored by the online course masters Academy the one and only place you need to become an online course master yourself. With over two dozen courses that tackle every aspect of running a successful online course business, a private community of students like you, and bonuses like live office hours and webinar trainings, we've built the Online Course Masters Academy for anyone creating their very first online course and for anyone more advanced looking to increase their business and brand. Visit onlinecoursemasters.com slash academy to join today. Um, for me, to be honest, it was the Facebook group. Okay. So, um, yeah, just launching in my Facebook group. I also do uh, email email announcements. So both on Udemy, the promotional announcements and for my list. Um, and those three together usually work very well. Um, but I, I, I try to uh, also enter... Um, fitness related niches, niches like, for example, personal transformation or motivation. And I found that that's more difficult. So I think Udemy requires you to have like uh, five reviews or something to show up on their new course page. Mm -hmm. And for those courses, courses, it seems to be more difficult to just get the, the traction and everything. But for, for my, my core niche, which is fitness, it uh, works very well. Cool. Very cool. Um, cool. Well, so moving on to more, you've mentioned doing coaching, online coaching. Um, how has that worked with either? Are you doing that in conjunction with Udemy? Is that separate? Um, how did you get started with that? And I mean, yeah, just talk to us about mm -hmm. how much you're charging and, and why, why you're doing that? Because I know it, probably takes a lot more time to do that sort of one-on-one -on -one coaching compared to just spending time creating more online courses? Um, so to answer your last question, because I like it, it's, it's fun. And also <laughs> because it's uh, just another aspect of my business. So even if something were to happen to my courses, I would still have the coaching business. Um, um, and so the way it works is that I do have a link in my, in my courses, which I now have to substitute because my old domain doesn't work anymore. And it links to a page where people can book uh, either a coaching call, so one coaching call, or um, a coaching call and a customized diet plan and workout. The coaching call will be a one-hour coaching call for, I believe it's $97, and the customized diet plan and workout will be $197. I'm not, I think, I don't want to tell you any wrong prices now. Um, and the way it works is that obviously I want to retain those clients. So um, once I have the coaching call, then mm, the, the long-term coaching is more informal and we set up different payment methods and everything. But that's basically how it works. And um, I get those 
clients, sometimes people reach out um, off of Udemy, like, hey, do you also offer coaching? Um, but I also get uh, coaching requests from inside the, the Facebook group or from uh, friends, <laughs> mm -hmm. from like word of mouth, everything basically. Got it. So what, what kind of uh, like equipment and software are you using for the coaching aspects, uh, both payment, you know, accepting the payments and mm -hmm. keeping up, I guess, on a recurring uh, membership type thing if you're doing that and then to handle the actual coaching calls themselves, so Skype, Zoom, Calendly, what, what kind of software and equipment are you using? Uh, I have to admit I'm not very into tech, so I keep it super simple. So for the initial sale, so the first coaching call, call it's uh, actually uh, Teachable that does the, the payment. So I have a course that's called Coaching Call, and the only lesson is, hey, here's your questionnaire. Please fill it out and send it back to me. Um, then once we have the call, it's usually via Skype. Um, I, I had one call that was via WhatsApp as well, <laughs> WhatsApp call. <laughs> so, um and uh, then the ongoing payments are usually just PayPal. So okay, cool. yeah, it's, su it's super simple. Got it. And what advice do you have for people who might want to add a coaching option to their business? But even I've done this and feel nervous when it comes to actually speaking to people one-on-one -on -one compared to just hiding behind our camera and being able to <laughs> you know, send it to people. But like, do you have any advice for like, I don't know, I don't know, being confident or just like, how you treat your clients or what you do when you're setting up or getting started with, with a client for the first time? Um, yeah, I would say just, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but try to put yourself in their shoes. And, um, the good thing about going through a crazy transformation, either in fitness or in business, whatever, is that, you know, where you're coming from. So I know what it felt like to be, I was super skinny before I worked out. So I know what the pain points of, of my clients are, I know that, Hey, for some people, it's actually hard to put on weight. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people want to lose weight, but there are actually people who uh, have a hard time putting on weight. And so I, um, that's one aspect, just, uh, I guess showing empathy and showing that, Hey, I have been through this and I know what works. I can help you with this uh, and being honest. So not promising like, Hey, and you're going to look like Arnold in two weeks. <laughs> Because like you said, people will look through it and it just doesn't work. So giving realistic expectations and tracking it along the way. So the other day I got a really nice feedback from one of my coaching clients. And he said, do you know what actually made a huge difference was when you shot me that, uh, that update email when I was at the gym. So he said, I was at the gym and we had our next Skype call scheduled in only in two weeks after that. So I wasn't expecting to hear from you. And you just uh, shot me an email. Hey, this is Felix. Just, um, uh, just wanting to know if everything is going well, let me know if I can help you with anything. So mm. it's super simple, but, uh, people, people actually like it because it shows that you care. Love that. Love that. Gotcha. I was just wondering, um, for the, like the calls and the scheduling, uh, do you just, how do you handle that with people? You just message them and say, when's a good time for you? And then y'all just decide on a time to, to talk or how are you going about that? Yeah, I am still right now, but it's, yeah, it's, it's getting too much. So I have to set up like a calendar app or something um, because otherwise it just messes with your structure, especially when, yeah. when I travel and there's a time difference. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that we've run into with the, the podcast is making sure that we're on the same page and mm -hmm. having that calendar app does, does help out because everyone sees it in their own time zone and it's a little easier to pick. Yeah. Do you have one that you can recommend? 
Yeah, Calendly. Uh, we'll uh-huh. include okay. a link for anyone listening. It's free to use to get started. You can and uh, you can set up one basically type of coaching call. If you pay for the subscription, you could do multiple. So if you have like one hour coaching calls and then 30 minute coaching calls, mm-hmm. it would be separate events. But if you're just doing one one option, it's super easy to set up and it's free. Um, and and it, it's the one we use for you to submit your email. Oh, okay, yeah, awesome. So if you went through the process, you saw what it is yeah. on the user's back end. Yeah. So moving again backwards a little bit, you mentioned using your Facebook group and having success um, with that and even promoting new courses in that group. Um, aside from just the promotion, what are you doing in that group to keep it engaged? And how are people actually finding that group? Are you sharing it in your courses or people just finding it organically? Um, Because that's something we also recommend people to do is Mm -hmm. start a group to build that community for their own brand. Yeah. So uh, I include the, the link in the bonus lecture, basically at the end of the course. Um, I also include in my YouTube videos. So there's a couple of ways people can find, can find the Facebook group. I think I also included in my email autoresponders Mm -hmm. and, um, the, the good thing about fitness is that everyone has a question. So basically when people enter the group, they usually all already have a question. So, Hey, um, I don't know, is this food healthy or not? Um, what should I work out at my, for my first day at the gym or whatever? It doesn't really matter to me anything. And I think what really helps is that I actually like to in- interact with people on Facebook, um, because you know that it's their real profile and people are usually very genuine. So I, I try to answer every question I get. Um, and I think this really helps. So in the beginning, I mean, the, the group is now, I think two or three years old. So in the beginning I would get maybe a question a week. Now it's several a day. So, um, it just, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, I, I think it's cool. So for me, it doesn't feel like work. Got it. Cool. <laughs> how, how many people is in that group? Uh, right now it's a thousand six hundred, I think. Okay. And then are you, so you're getting people into the group from, like you said, your autoresponder, YouTube, uh, Udemy courses. Um, once you get them in there, are you just uh, serving the community or are you trying to get them back to your site or back to your YouTube uh, channels? Like, are you trying to get them out of the group to check out your other channels or are you just just solely just uh, serving them? Um, right now it's mostly within the group, but when people have questions, the most common questions are already answered in videos that I have on YouTube. So I just paste the link. So I say, instead of writing like a a text or a Mm -hmm. paragraph, I just say, Hey, it'll be better if you watch the video. So that's mostly it. Gotcha. Got it. And, and so you're not really, cause this is something that I think people might struggle with if they're starting their own group, especially if there's only a handful of members. And you mentioned this, that you, you only got one question a week or so when it was starting out, but are you doing any kind of post to try to create engagement or, or posting tips and stuff every week or day, or is it right now? Are you just kind of letting it run and just letting people ask questions and, and do it themselves. Uh, I am right now just letting it run, but I think for someone who was actually, because like I said, I never treated this Facebook group as part of my business, which I should, or will now in the future, Mm -hmm. what would probably be best. And I think I'll set this up is that if you post maybe once a week, a Q and a, and then answer with a video, because Mm -hmm. what I, what I found is that 
people obviously respond better to video than just text because they see a face and it's just more interactive. And this video can be super simple. So for me, sometimes it's just me standing in the kitchen and again, holding my phone and just recording uh, something very informally. Um, and then just answering those questions. So maybe gather all the questions you get once a week or if, if you get very few questions once a month and then just record a video answering all those questions. Got it. That would probably be the best strategy. I mean, I've only tested it out a couple of times, but I think I'll do it more in the future. Yeah. So regarding um, regarding questions, that's a good uh, interlude into what I was going to ask you. You've got your Facebook group. You have 25 courses, which we know on Udemy brings a lot of questions in those courses <laughs> themselves. Uh, you got your consulting and all these other things that you're doing. Are, how are you handling all of this and are, are you using any assistance or anyone to help you out with any of your business at this point? Um, most of it, 95% I do myself. Um, I have a virtual assistant that helps with a couple of emails and everything, but it's mostly stuff that is not fitness related, but more support related. Mm -hmm. Um, because, and this is kind of, even though I tell people not to be a perfectionist when it comes to fitness content, I guess I kind of am. So I wouldn't want to outsource someone answering my questions for me right. unless it were very simple questions, just because I feel that the expertise I've built over the years when it comes to fitness and because there are so sometimes this, the questions are very specific it makes more sense if I just answer everything, mm -hmm. all of them. And so far, actually, the it's um, I I would say the Udemy questions I only answer every three days, maybe five days. So I don't answer them every day because basically I found that people don't mind if they have to wait a little bit, and it also gives me more time to focus on creating a new courses and just creating something that gives value to the whole community and not just one person. Because I will get to the questions eventually, but sometimes it takes a little longer. Yeah. And that's probably good. I mean, people are paying so little for the Udemy courses and I know a lot of them expect answers right away and maybe that's a fair expectation, but it's also good to set the expectation that, uh, especially on Udemy, it might take a, a couple of days to, to get yeah. back to them and, and moving forward, I think, uh, most people are going to be completely fine with that. Uh, it sounds like you're doing so much stuff. I'm interested in just what's kind of like your time split in terms of, like what's a typical day like for you? Um, are you creating courses? Uh, you're trying to create courses every month. It sounds, you said, um, are you putting out YouTube videos, writing? Like what's, what's a typical day like for you right now in your business? Mm -hmm. So on a day where I create a course, um, I basically, I like to get up and go to the gym first <laughs> just because it clears my head. And then when I get back, I take a shower and then I just, I can think straight. And um, basically, I have a very, um, very clear structure. So, so um, I, my courses will always have, obviously, a promotion video and an introduction, introductory video. But then each section will have one introductory video where I, I stand in front of the camera and then a few lessons where it's usually screencast or like screen flow where I'm not in front of the camera. And what I found is that um, this works very well because the, the lessons in front of the camera take me a lot longer than the lessons where I do the, the screen flow. So the screen recording. So the split of if a section maybe has five to 10 videos, then the ratio of uh, 
videos of me in front of the camera would be one to five or one to 10. Mm -hmm. So that, that way I can kind of decrease the time I spend um, working on the videos. Because if, if I would record all the videos in front of the camera, I would have had to set up, I would have to set up the teleprompter and everything. And it just takes time. Um, obviously when I'm in the gym and I try to uh, film an exercise, it'll be me in front of the camera. Um, then for YouTube, I, I use, I would say 10% of my content of, uh, of the video courses on YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. So that way I can just recycle the content. Um, and that's probably also kind of a problem of the YouTube channel still because the, the lessons are sometimes taken out of context, mm -hmm. which I guess if I want to grow the video, the, the YouTube channel, I have to use more, um, content that makes sense in and of itself. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I, I, I guess because you were asking, I'm doing so much, I guess I'm lacking in the, in the YouTube department it's, <laughs> since it's not my primary fo focus right now. And then my coaching calls are usually in, in the evening. So, yeah. um, because most of my clients are based in the U S and, uh, when it's, uh, I don't know, six o'clock or eight o'clock here in Europe, then it's, uh, either noon or, um, it's a lot earlier in the U S <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Felix, um, man, it's been awesome talking to you. We got a couple more questions and we're going to wrap it up, but this has sure. been some really great advice. I know our listeners are going to love this. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, one question that I had was, uh, so I have two children, a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. I've been working on my dad bod for a while. Uh, <laughs> Phil, Phil's got, uh, two young ones, uh, my dad bod's coming along. Year. So <laughs> he's work, he's working on his dad bod. Uh, you know, we're entrepreneurs. We got a lot of pans in, in the fire. We've got kids. We've got, some people have other jobs. This isn't their full-time thing, but they're trying to make it their full-time thing. And we know that, um, our fitness and our health can deteriorate rapidly in these kinds of situations. So can you give, um, me, Phil and all of our listeners, maybe some fitness or nutrition advice, um, for those who just, you know, just can't get to the gym every day or, or need just a little bit of boost to get, to get a healthier lifestyle. Do you have any tips or advice on that? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, this <laughs> will sound kind of cliche again, but first of all, uh, find something that you like. So when it comes to training, I know a lot of people want to get buff like get ripped and look amazing and usually they think about the gym but if you don't like going to the gym then try to find something else i know crossfit crossfit has been growing crazily over the last few years then there's freeletics which is outside body weight exercise so just uh, trial and error try to find something that you like that you actually do because after all the only workout you will stick to is the one you like that's the first thing um then the same for for your diet so um, they are, I always talk about diet priorities. So when you set up a diet, there's different things like calories, macronutrients and foods and everything. I don't want to go into too much detail, but basically there are different things and uh, not all of them are created equal. So for example, um, your macronutrients, which are your fat, your protein and your carbs um, are more important than your supplements, for example. Um, and when you eat is not as important as what you eat. So basically what I'm trying to get into is that try to find find out the priorities. <laughs> I talk about them in my course, but I don't want to promote <laughs> too much right now. Um, there are other great uh, resources out there as well. But basically um, find those uh, priorities, read a little bit about nutrition, and then just um, follow the three most important ones. Um, basically, I always tell them calories, macronutrients, and foods. 
So um, those are the three most important ones. Everything else, when you eat, what supplements you take, it doesn't matter. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, that's uh, basically it. <laughs> awesome. Well, you, I, it's okay if you promote. Actually, why don't yeah. you go ahead and just tell us um, where can people find you? You know, uh, where do you want to direct them or where, where do you want people to go to find out about you or your courses? And then uh, follow that up just with what the future holds for you. What are your plans and where are you, where are you planning on taking this in the future? Awesome. Thank you. Um, so um, since I want to push my, my, my own platform and my coaching program, um, if you like my content, go to nutritionandfitness.academy. So instead of .com, .academy. Um, there you can find my one-on-one my -on -one coaching and everything. Uh, if you want to join the free Facebook group, just uh, type Nutrition and Fitness Academy on Facebook and search for groups. You should find it. Um, on Udemy, just my name, Felix Harder, same for Skillshare and, and Google. So <laughs> that's, that's basically it. For the future, I mean, um, yeah, I just want to grow this more. Um, I think since the uh, online businesses are always kind of unpredictable, I want to compensate that with uh, just growth, putting more, more content out there and just um, helping more people. And basically enjoying the process. I mean, this has been a crazy ride and I, I, I love it so far. <laughs> awesome. I got two quick follow-up questions. One, uh, if you can answer quickly is, do you have a specific course that you would recommend for someone like me who may, maybe wants to work out at home, doesn't have a lot of time and just wants to do kind of like the, make the best of uh, the little time and without equipment, gym membership or anything like that. Is there a specific course that you have that would cater towards me? Yeah, sure. So I have two courses I recommend to any beginner. Uh, basically, if you want to work out at home, it's the science-based body workout course. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to work out at a gym, it's the science-based uh, workout course. So very generic names. <laughs> and then uh, also, since workout is only 50% of the equation, the other 50% is your diet. And they're the nutrition masterclass. Got it. It's, it's super beginner friendly. Those are the two courses or the three courses I would recommend you start with. Awesome. And we'll definitely include those links in the show notes. Uh, that'll be at onlinecoursemasters.com slash 88. That's 88 for this episode. My last question, uh, which you'll, you can have one moment to, to think about while I read a review, uh, is just your final piece of advice uh, for anyone who's getting started out and maybe make it more specific to someone who's in the health nutrition um, industry who wants to start creating courses in that niche. Not that you want to get more competitors, but it's always good to help people out. So if you have any, what's your like main piece of advice uh, for someone just getting started out, uh, who's maybe hesitating. And while you think about that, um, we always encourage our listeners to leave a review. So if you could take a moment uh, right now, if you're listening to this, whether it's on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple podcasts to leave a review for us, those always help out. We've got one uh, review I'll read from D Shebby on iTunes who says, real and down to earth. I've been enjoying this podcast so much that I spent almost as much time trying to find out how to review it. After seven classes, I figured it out. I've heard over the past year I need to needed to check this out and I'm surprised it took me so long. It's been living up to the hype and I implement almost everything I hear. The class isn't is it entertainment? It's a blueprint for success online. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, D Shabby, for that great review. And for anyone listening, uh, we will shout out, give you a shout out if you leave a review. So uh, back to Felix. 
what's your last piece of advice for new course creators? Um, yeah, I would say just create and define your brand. So in a niche like health and fitness, there's so many uh, coaches out there and trainers that to stand out, I guess you have to stand out from the rest. And basically my brand is more, I would say, science-based. I, I really like reading studies and all the stuff people don't like uh, or many people don't like. Um, and uh, But maybe for you, it could be something else, lifestyle, fitness, whatever. Just uh, choose something that you actually enjoy doing. Otherwise, you won't be able to work the hours, I guess. And, um, and trust in the process. So there will be setbacks that were, it's just like, if you're a fitness coach, you will, you will be able to relate to this. It's just like working out. Um, at first it'll seem like you have no idea what you're doing. And over a, a few weeks, you might not seem like you're making progress, but when you think over years and years, these incremental gains, <laughs> they add up. And it's the same for online business. Uh, two steps forward, one step back, but over time you will definitely get there. I love it. Felix, thank you so much for being on the show. I look forward to seeing your success grow and hopefully I'll get some new uh, nutrition tips and work on my bod because I'm definitely going <laughs> to enroll in those a couple of those classes. Uh, so thank you for being here. Jeremy, thanks as always. And thank you guys for everyone listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, make sure you check out onlinecoursemasters.com for show notes, to enroll in our academy, and to join a free community of fellow course creators who can help you out. Also, if you're brand new to teaching online, check out our free five-day course creation challenge. It's the perfect way to jumpstart your online course business. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate your support for the show. Now it's time to get to work. So go make some online courses and help us teach the world.